0: Amen. Praise God. Well, I want uh, to turn, turn with me in your Bible. I want to preach a short word this morning from Psalm chapter 40. Psalm chapter 40, if you could, if you could turn there. I'm not going to get all of my word out today, but uh, that's okay. God's. How many of you have heard a word from the Lord already through all these testimonies? Uh, what incredible ministry. And uh, Brother Eric... I uh, want to thank you for, for your testimony today. And I, and I want you to know that uh, that support did not just come from me, that came from the entire body. There were many people that sacrificed for you. And uh, so we are excited. Uh, your graduation is, is pretty soon, and we're excited to see what God is about to do in your life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. One announcement that I forgot, so quick timeout. Um, food distribution this Tuesday. Um, and so if you can help us to get food off the truck, what time do they need to be here? 1.30 and we serve at? 2.30. 2.30. All right. And so uh, that's a great ministry to the community, as many of you that can be here. Um. Uh, As possible. Okay, time in. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. That's hard to do, isn't it? It takes courage to wait for God to work. How many of you just by nature, by your personality, you just love to wait? Anybody here? I didn't see any hand go up. We have some honest people here today. But the psalmist says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And that's what it takes in order for us to watch God work. We need patience. But he inclined to me. And he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Praise the Lord. And so now he's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will put their trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me, let me tell you another way to say this uh, verse. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. Hallelujah. The enemy meant to trap your feet in the miry clay. But God is going to get the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last word does not come from the enemy. The last word does not come from your worldly friends. The last word does not come from the people that have seen you fail. The last word comes from God. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise this morning. I will stand in triumph over my enemies. Praise the Lord. Now, in the book of Romans, chapter 14, the church was starting to point fingers at each other over things that really didn't matter. And they begin to say, well, you eat the wrong things. And because you eat the wrong things, you're not going to be able to stand. Some people said, well, you should only eat vegetables. And if you don't just eat vegetables, you're not going to be able to stand. You're not going to become as good of a Christian as I am. That's what they begin to say some of the people begin to say well we need to honor this day as more important than that day because this day it's a holy day and if you don't honor this day as a holy day you're probably not going to make it you should do it the way i do it your feet are getting caught In the clay. And the title of my message today is simply this. God is able to make you stand. We have the same things that are happening in our culture today. There are wars. Well, if you don't vote this certain way you are not going to stand if you don't get this shot or if you get this shot you are wrong and you are not going to stand but i have good news for you today that your your ability to stand is not dependent upon another's opinion Your ability to stand is not based upon all these peripheral things. I, I want to I read this. I want to read this quickly. Receive one who is weak in the faith. And we, we view people that have a different opinion than our own, we view them as weaker in the faith. Now, I'm here not talking about black and white things because there are some black and white things that are in the Scriptures that are very clear. Amen? But I'm talking about these, these disputable matters. And it says, receive the one who's, who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak only eats vegetables. And I, I, I just want everybody here to know that I'm wide open for any ribeye steak that you want to cook me. Medium rare, hallelujah. And all God's people said, amen. Oh, come on, come on. That is the Lord right there speaking to you. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge uh, him who eats. I think this is the single greatest verse over the last two years that we walked through. Let him who stayed home for a while not judge the one who didn't. And let the one who didn't not judge the one who did. Let the one who got the shot not judge the one who didn't. Let the one who didn't get the shot not judge the one who did. Come on, somebody say amen. This is Because this, these, these are the things that divide God's people. And Paul was seeing it in the church in Rome. Division was beginning to happen. And the enemy was starting to weed his way in and destroy the church from within. And they began to say, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And they would write each other off for really things that were really stupid. If I could use that word while I'm preaching. But there's good news. Because God has received him. Who are you to judge another's servant? And just a side note, we need to be careful how we judge, uh, have, have opinions about one another. You might think God is speaking something to you about a peripheral matter. Don't put that yoke on everybody else. Because everybody else, whose servant are they? They're God's servant. And then Paul says it very clear to his own master he stands or falls. And so you friend, you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling about some things. Now if you wanna ask my opinion about some things, I'll be happy to have a conversation and share with you my opinion about some things. But God did not call me to preach my opinions. God called me to preach the word of God, hallelujah. It is the word of God that sets people free. And to his own master he stands or falls. And then listen to the declaration that Paul made. And this is the declaration that I want to make over every one of you right now. Indeed, he will be made to stand. For God is able to make him stand. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. God is able to make him stand. There might be some students in the program right now. You, you, like Eric, maybe, are getting ready to graduate, and you're wondering, what is life going to be like on the other side? We've we've got a recent graduate with us this morning, and you you might wonder, what is life like on the other side? Am I going to be able to make it or not? And I want to declare over you that you are going to make it in the name of Jesus. Why are you going to make it? You are going to make it because God is going to make sure that you stand. He's going to do his part as we do our part. Hallelujah. So I want to give you a few reasons this morning why once you get your feet up on the rock, that you're going to stay up on the rock. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not trying to preach here this morning that you'll never struggle not trying to preach here this morning that you'll never have a, a battle again. That's just simply not life. That's simply not truth. In fact, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. And so you're going to face trouble. But he also said this, take heart. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. And so the first reason why you are going to be able to stand is you are going to be able to stand because you're going to begin to do everything that you do as unto the Lord. And right here in Romans, uh, continuing to read, it says this, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day, observes the day as unto the Lord. He who does not observe the day, does so uh, to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks. He who does not eat, to the Lord, he does not eat, and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, friend, you're going to stand because you shift how you live. I'm not living to myself any longer. For I died, I now live unto Christ. Amen. Everything that I do, I do it as unto the Lord. I love the book. Uh, that brother Lawrence wrote called the practice of the presence of God, because he learned in every single detail of life whether I'm cooking in the kitchen, whether I'm taking the trash out, whatever I am doing, I am not doing as as unto myself, but I am doing it as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We often think that our Christian life is just is just the the moments that we're in church or that we're in prayer or that we're doing our devotions. But I uh, believe that the scriptures teach us here uh, that, that uh, everything that we do is as unto the Lord. And when we begin to shift our thinking that way, it changes everything. It takes the mundane in life and it makes it worship. Hallelujah. Brother Lawrence writes in his book that he began to weep as he flipped a pancake because he was doing it as unto the Lord, and he could feel the pleasure of God in flipping a pancake. Now, you might think, well, that's really extreme. But Brother Lawrence had learned the secret. Everything that I do is unto the Lord. It's for him. Colossians 3.17 says, whatever you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hallelujah. A few verses later, uh, verse uh, 23 of Colossians 3 says, whatever you do, do it heartily, wholehearted as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Praise the Lord. You shift your thinking. You're going to stand because every action that I do, I do it as unto the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Secondly, you're going to stand because you hear the voice of the father you hear you know the voice of god you are going to stand because you know the voice of god oh this is good jesus said in john chapter 10 he said my sheep verse 27 my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me and i give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Hallelujah. Oh, that's the promise of God right there. Nobody shall snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, can you trust him this morning? Can you trust the Father that he's got you right in the palm of your hand? That is good news, my friend. Because life brings some, pretty, some, some moments that are filled with intrepidation. Some pretty difficult moments life brings along into your path. But through every single one of them, you're in the hands of the Father. You remember that commercial? Commercial? You're in good hands with all state. I did that pretty good. I want to tell you you're in good hands when you're in the Father's hands. And that is not dependent upon how you feel in the moment. That is not dependent upon the roller coaster of your emotions. Friend, you are in the Father's hands. Now, do I believe a person can backslide and run from God? I certainly do. It's a testimony of some people in this room. You can jump out of the Father's hands, but it's not easy. <laughs> You learn to hear the voice of the shepherd, and you will stand. Praise God. I wanna pray right now, I'm gonna continue with my message in a moment, but I want us to pray right now that God would give us ears to hear his voice. Lord, as I place my hands on my physical ears, I'm praying, God, that each one of us here would learn to hear the voice of the shepherd. Lord, your voice never contradicts your word, your written word. Your voice always leads us in the way we should go. God, I pray that as we grow in you, that you'd give us ears to hear what you are saying. Because, Lord, those that hear your voice will never be snatched out of the Father's hands. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thirdly, this morning, you will stand because you are filled with God. I'm not going to take the time to give the full teaching tonight or this morning, but in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus, and he says this, I pray that you will know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge you heard testimonies about the love of God this morning. The love of God blows people away. We begin to understand it. And, and, and Paul, Paul makes this statement that just blows my mind. Blows my mind. I can't, even, I can't even fathom what Paul is about to say here. But listen to what he says. Not only that you would know the, the love of God which passes knowledge, but that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, I don't know if you can imagine how full God is. Imagine that for a moment. Jesus, at the dawn of time, spoke, let there be light, and there was light. He holds the universe in the palm of his hands. He's a huge God. And Paul's prayer says, I I pray that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. That's big. That's big. You know why little David could march out on the battlefield against great big Goliath because he knew that in the spirit realm the tables were turned he knew that in the spirit realm that giant wasn't very big at all and he knew that he was full of the God of Israel hallelujah and he said you you come against me with words and with sticks and with stones and sword and spear and javelin you come against me with all of that but you know what? That's not very big. I'm paraphrasing. I come against you in the name of the God of the armies of Israel, and today I'm going to cut your head off. Hallelujah. He knew who he was in God. He was filled with God. And you begin to realize this is the process of discipleship. The more I learn about the Word of God, the more I realize I am filled with the fullness of God. And if God is for me, who can be against me? If God is on my side, what enemy shall prevail? Come on. If God is in me, I can overcome all things. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stand because I'm filled with all the fullness of God. What Paul was uh, praying here in the first part, if you go back and study the verse, the first part, he's praying that they will be effective in all of their work and all of their ministry and everything that they put their hand to. And the second part, he's praying and he's saying, he's saying now to accomplish everything that you've called them to, they've got to be filled with your spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, they were waiting, they were waiting, they were waiting. There's that word waiting again. And then after, uh, after 10 days when the day of Pentecost had fully come, hallelujah, the Spirit of God descended in the form of fire, broken, broken uh, to tongues and came to separate and to rest on each one of them. And each one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were filled with the fullness of God. And you're going to stand because you're filled with Him. Every day, every day I pray in the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I use my prayer language every single day. The key to me staying full of God is to stay in Him and use the tools that He's given me. And so there are so many times, you know, uh, that, that I don't feel full of God. I am. I don't feel it. But I begin to pray in the Spirit Things begin to shift. Things begin to change. I lead a prayer meeting every day online, and I've had pastors come up to me and say, oh, you're, you're the guy that speaks in tongues on, on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, I, I pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The book of Jude, verse 20, it says, build yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stand because I am filled with God. And not just when I'm in a group of people. I'm going to stand because I'm filled with God when I am by myself. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to cut to the last one right now. They stand because they're worshipers. What makes a person a worshiper? Are you a worshiper because you come up here on the platform and sing with the worship team or sing with the Teen Challenge Choir? That does not make you a worshiper. Are you a worshiper because you, you come to church on Sunday morning? My pastor told me a long time ago that you can go to McDonald's, but that don't make you no cheeseburger. I don't know if my English was correct on that. Coming to church doesn't make you a worshiper. You become a worshiper because you fall in love with God. And you realize, amongst all the things that I was created to do, I was created to give God glory. And you realize that it's through worship that I come into the presence of the Lord. When I begin to sing to the Lord, now I can sing. I can sing all day long and nothing can happen. But when I begin to sing to the Lord... Oh, his presence begins to, to come and fill the atmosphere. And where before I did not think I was going to stand, oh, now I know I'm going to stand. In the doxology of the book of Jude, Jude is worshiping. And he says, he, he says this. He says, now unto him, this is worship, Now, unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling. (laughs) Uh, We need to declare that together. Unto him who is able to keep me from stumbling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is the one that keeps me from going the wrong direction. God is the one that keeps me from making the wrong decision. God is able, and he is not only able, he is willing. And I am am the one that worships the God that is able to do anything. Hallelujah. He is able to keep me from stumbling and to present me faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding. Joy to God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if the team would come up. And just begin to play that song, Rest On Us. I want to give. We've had a lot packed in this morning. We've prayed over people. We've prayed for healing. We've had incredible ministry from the team. The Teen Challenge Choir. I want to give you an opportunity today because you might have come in here wondering about some things. Am I going to be able to stand? And I want to give you an opportunity to just yield that to the Lord. We need to come into agreement with what the Bible says. We need to come into agreement. Not with what our circumstances say. Not with what our past says. Not with, not with what our friends say. We need to come into agreement with what he says. You're an overcomer. And God wants to fill you today with his strength so that you can overcome. We heard some big testimonies of overcoming a drug addiction today. But you need God's strength in you for the little things, too. The day-by-day annoyances, God, there's a brother in my life that drives me nuts. I need your help. You know, you need help in the little things. To love as Jesus loves. We need Him. And the bridge of this song, it just says, Holy Spirit, I need you. You're all I want. You're all I want. I want to pray over you today, and I... Uh, as, The team leads this song. I want to invite you to come to the altar to lay that thing down and in a very genuine, real way, not a hyped-up emotional way, but in a very real way. Just declare before the Lord, I'm an overcomer in the name of Jesus. Let's, Let's bow our heads right now. So if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I... I know I I need to embrace this identity as one that stands. I need to embrace this identity as one that overcomes. I recognize right now you are able to make me stand.